Welcome back to 64, a chess podcast. I'm your host, David, coming at you live, as always, from the great state of Illinois in the great country of the United States of America. Uh, if you're listening to this, it's actually the second birthday of uh, this podcast. So happy birthday to my podcast. Uh, this is the 63rd episode. We have a big special episode coming out for episode 64. But to uh, kick off the birthday celebrations, please welcome Woman Grandmaster Andrea Nefertescu. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. That's my pleasure. Uh, I actually, I was hoping to do this uh, earlier this summer and then uh, just got completely swamped with uh, with responsibilities and wasn't able to make it work. Um, yeah, how are you doing? How's life? Well, life's pretty cool, honestly. Uh, I won't complain about that. <laughs> so, I mean, in general, yeah, uh, I would say I, I'm a I'm a pretty happy person in general. So, <laughs> really can't uh, can't be can't be bad, right? Hey, amen. Yeah. Now, the first thing I want to ask you very quickly is, uh, you know, we spoke and you said you will be coming to the great city of New York uh, for a tournament. I think it's a New York City International Master Invitational. Yeah. Uh, exactly. So, is your first time in New York? Yes, yes, first time in New York and in the U.S. in general. So I'm like super excited because uh, it's kind of a dream of mine to to go to the U.S. <laughs> and so, like, um, yeah, I thought it was the perfect occasion to also not only not only just do the tournament, but also take some time off to to visit. Uh, so yeah, I mean, um, it's gonna it's gonna cost me some money, but I think it's worth the investment. <laughs> I think you're you're gonna win the tournament, and you're gonna make you know you pay it all back, you know. Definitely. <laughs> that's the that's the mentality. Uh, longtime listeners of the podcast will know that I'm actually from New York, born and raised, lived there 22 years, so uh, big fan of the city. Um, you know, you definitely got to check out the Marshall Chess Club, and uh, that's like a must, especially like down like southern part of the city like in manhattan ton of cool chess stuff the chess stores and all that stuff uh, the hustlers so it's a, it's just a good time uh, a lot of chess culture in new york city a lot of history so I, I think you're gonna have a blast yeah definitely looking forward to it how long are you uh how, how long are you staying in uh, new york i'm staying 10 days oh that's plenty of time yeah that's plenty of time yeah you can have a blast um yeah i mean on that note i guess uh you know i saw that this time last year actually you have a bit of a celebration bit of anniversary as well because you got the woman grandmaster title um like this time in like april yeah indeed uh, that's that's very much a fair point so um i've been a woman grandmasters uh since uh april but uh, april last year but i um, mean the thing is it's quite weird actually because i i got the title relatively late like i had i had kind kind of a i was in 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 a very good uh, shape and uh yeah i don't know um it's uh it's weird because it 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 actually occurred to me while I wasn't really expecting it. So yeah, it's pretty cool. And I think you you almost reached a rating of like twenty four hundred last year, like in July, like right before the Olympiad, which is like completely like like I was looking at your progression chart, and it's just like out of nowhere, like after the pandemic, you just suddenly had like this huge rise. Like I'm wondering how do you think that like just training during the pandemic staying at home did that affect your your like chess um uh, i don't think it's that honestly. 
So it was it was just breaking up with my ex, probably. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, but I mean, it, it's pretty cool. I, I, I can't really expect my, this fresh I had indeed. And so like, I don't know, it just, just happened. Um, but yeah, but then unfortunately, like this, um, this year has been quite complicated for me because uh, my, my father, who was an international master, he passed away, unfortunately. Oh, so like, you that. Yeah right after right after the olympiad and then yeah, I'm, I'm i mean uh, i've been struggling a bit with my rating right now but i'm i'm motivated to to get it all back amen yeah you'll you'll be back i'm sure uh, I'm, I'm sure i want to get your take on uh some of the recent events of the chess world uh obviously i haven't had time to talk about this um but you know jennifer shahadi reported uh sexual assault from um Alejandro Ramirez. I haven't really had any time to kind of talk about this properly. I've tweeted about it once or twice, um, but I, I kind of want to want to get your take on it. You know, you're from France. I don't know if you've you've seen similar things in the chess world, or if there's something you wanna you wanna speak about. But I, I guess I just I'm curious uh, what uh, you know one of like a very strong female player, very respected in the game, very prominent player. Um, what her take is on this whole uh, situation um yeah unfortunately the thing is um this this kind of this kind of stuff it actually exists and i think that that there are a lot of people who actually live in denial and i i personally i am very much very angry about this whole situation uh because of course i mean and i also know myself of various uh, various cases of uh, sexual harassment or even assault. So uh, there is unfortunately this problematic, and I think um, especially the 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 rule the rulers like the federations and stuff, they they probably prefer not having trouble, and so they they are trying to somehow put uh, things under the carpet, you know, but um, the thing is, uh, yeah, um, it's very much a thing that exists. And uh, Jennifer, unfortunately, is not the first one um, to, to, to undergo such situation. And so, yeah, uh, I, think, I think we should, um, the the first step would be actually not to deny it just just to acknowledge the problem because it is a problem and then fortunately the mentalities will change i hope um at least but yeah um it makes me really really angry i mean i think that you know there's this article that came out that uh it, it claimed that you know this was like an open secret um i don't know how I don't know like what their source was for that, but you know, I, I'm uh, in astronomy. I'm doing a PhD in astronomy. And a couple of years ago, there was a guy, he basically, he got exposed for something very similar. One of the people in my research group here, like basically said it was an open secret there. When I heard this phrase open secret, I wondered like how many disciplines uh, do we just have people like this just running around where everybody kind of knows like how they're behaving. So, um, something I've been thinking about is like concrete steps, you know, beyond just like recognizing that this is a problem because I think chess is having its kind of B2 moment, but like 
what are like some concrete things we can do to make sure that this just does not happen. So yeah, I'm kind of wondering if you have any ideas for what are some, you know, concrete things that we can do beyond, um, you know, this, this reckoning we have now. Yeah, actually, I mean, uh, I, I'm part of the, of the ethics commission at the French Federation. And for example, um, we, are, we are working with an association uh, who prevents um, violences in general um, on, on youngsters. And yeah, the thing is, um, other than, than advert, advertising and, and like put it openly, um, also, I think what should be what should be efficient is to um, is to create um, some kind of a, of a, um, I don't know like like a hotline or something, just for people to know that they are actually listened to and they are believed. Because honestly, I mean, I know I know a lot of girls who are just simply too afraid to speak because of the consequences and the the problem is that also that there are so there are so few of us in the chess world that i mean obviously you're gonna get cancelled everywhere if you if you start to speak so um the thing is yeah maybe just just opening a, a hotline for people to 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 be to be listened to, uh, uh, maybe I'm, I'm thinking uh, maybe like the the FIDE should should do such kind of thing, but yeah, and also in in the in the federations themselves, I mean there there are some 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 stuff some stuff that can be done, of course. Um, but um, I think it's it's uh, it's an international problem, and um, yeah, we should we should take care of it globally. And yeah, yeah, it's uh, it is it is especially you know I think what makes it even more difficult is that chess is such a male dominated sport generally around the world, and <laughs> even like on a smaller scale, like. I think that there's something I've noticed, um, you know, as I got more into chess, like as I started, it's just like this kind of culture, this like, uh, guess, you know, what feminists would call like patriarchal culture. Like, um, you know, I have friends who are, who are streamers and like, like women who are streamers and the amount of harassment that they face online for like little stuff, like, you know, someone saying that like someone else had an outstanding performance in a tournament and then somebody you know i now i'm sure you you know what i'm referring to this uh this incident um or like somebody you know just pitting like two female streamers against each other um saying oh this one doesn't deserve uh you know their success like they should be like the other one um this is so commonplace in in like chess like this kind of attitude so I mean, it's just like little incidents like this that I, I really wonder, like how how we can actually kind of fix that. Yeah, I mean, in general, it's so I think it's so deep uh, in the in, in people's mentalities in general that I mean, we have to take baby steps for for actually for it for it to actually change, 
And the thing is, yeah, I mean, first, uh, probably also a thing we could do would be like um, to maybe, I mean, uh, strong, strong players can actually, strong players, I don't know, like, uh, uh, like Magnus, I mean, just like in general, top, top uh, world uh, players, uh, they would, I mean, probably, I'm, I'm supposing that if they, they actually got committed to, um, to exposing the problem and to, uh, as, as, uh, as Fabiano is doing on, on his uh, podcast with uh, Christian Kirill, I, I watched that, uh, and that uh, that episode. So I think yeah, it's really a good a good thing that uh, people uh, the very very prominent figures of the chess world are actually uh, speaking about this. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, I also am wondering. I mean, I know you stream uh, chess, and I'll put your links down down below. Um, but do you think that like uh, like we've seen a ton of streamers, especially female streamers, basically reach like the mainstream chess audiences? I think for for the first time, and you know, it's a lot of people like like uh, you know, you have your very strong players like like Dina Belakaya, but you also have new people like Lula and Jules Gambit, and you know, people who are who are you know relatively new to chess um, and who are still you know creating a community. I'm wondering like. What kind of impact do you think that has on, um, you know, kind of fixing this, like, I guess, sexist culture in, in chess? Yeah, I think it's it's very very good for the for the chess world that in in general, um, people who are not who haven't integrated the the sexist uh, behavior are actually getting into into chess and they are like really doing a great job at exposing the problem so uh I, I think yeah it's it's a super super good thing that uh some some people from the uh from the external world world are actually getting into 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 chess to to talk about this problem yeah yeah how long have you streamed yourself uh, well, actually, I mean, uh, right now I'm I'm mostly focusing on playing, but I I've streamed uh, very very constantly for one one year and a half during the pandemic and a bit and a bit after, and um, yeah, um, I, in general I think streaming is a is a pretty cool experience, but yeah, um, some some people actually thought that somehow uh seeing me on on the twitch uh, screen was like uh an invitation to to date me or something i don't know <laughs> i would al always have this kind of um this kind of uh yeah super super disgusting remarks and stuff uh, just because i'm a girl obviously i mean <laughs> I'm pretty sure Hikaru didn't get that same kind of. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm just like you said. I mean, I, I think I, I have kind of integrated this, and so, um, I, I, I don't even think it's. Uh, I mean, I almost think it's normal, you know. So, uh, I mean, definitely, definitely, there, there is something to be to be done here, right? Yeah, it's I no, I completely agree. Um, you know, 
Someone, uh, one of my friends was mentioning that Magnus, when he streams, now he, he, to his credit, he did kind of fix this recently, but he has zero moderators, like the world champion. And, you know, this is a guy who, when he streams, he has no, no social media presence about this. But when he streams, he'll sometimes, he will like outpace Hikaru in viewers. Like, you know, everybody wants to watch him. But you go into his chat and there's no moderation at all. And it's just like some of the most like disgusting comments, like on the internet, like, People will just write. Um, first of all, it's really eye-opening, like how much like uh, moderators are like important for a Twitch chat. Like I never kind of realized this. Like I'm sure there's just like a ton of stuff like that that's filtered out on, like Hikaru stream, for example. But um, yeah, so so some people, uh, yeah, I talked about this was like one of my friends, and and she said, you know, this is the world champion. Like he has to send a better example than just, oh, yeah. this is a late night stream. Like, let's have people shout the N-word and, you know, whatever, make, yeah. like, racist remarks, sexist remarks, homophobic remarks. Um, I don't know. You had mob, you had moderators in your chat, I hope, to, like, kind of deal with uh, these nasty messages. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, okay, when I was streaming, uh, uh, when I was streaming uh, in a more regular way, I did have uh, moderators, unfortunately. And yeah, I mean, but otherwise, I mean, I do it. The thing is, like, now that I'm streaming much, much less, I do it myself. And so I can actually see <laughs> everything. But it's okay. I mean, I, I, again, it's it's not, I mean, I find it super weird to say it's okay. But I mean, the thing, yeah, it's just, uh, it's guess. like the norm yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm so frustrated to, to even like accept that it's this way but unfortunately it's this way right yeah it's i mean it, yeah i, I don't want to say it is what it is but like i guess it is what it is <laughs> yeah. um now something i want to uh also mention is that you were signed with uh, vitality which is a french esports team for you, you told me before we recorded about a year but uh, yeah, I mean, in the esports world right now, everything is kind of trending downwards. Um, all you know, on Twitch, on YouTube, I think the the esports boom is sort of falling. A lot of layoffs in the industry, but not in chess. Uh, I've looked uh, at a bunch of streamers in the chess world. Everybody seems to be hitting record highs in chess. So I actually want to ask you, like, what do you think about chess as an esport? I saw you tweeted about this Armageddon event um, with all the the fast moving pieces and. You know the Armageddon event in Berlin, and you're saying, "Oh, this yeah. is a disgrace to chess or something like that." Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I, I don't know. I think I'm a bit too too much of a traditionalist. To um, I mean, in general, also, I honestly don't enjoy that much playing on the internet. So, I mean, I on 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 the first side of course uh, it's it's great for chess i also um i also uh found out that uh, chess was going to be part of the olympics as a, as an esport so yeah i mean uh it's it's pretty it's pretty cool it's honestly like super great but um uh, yeah, um, I think, um, I mean, I personally prefer just playing normal chess, like <laughs> actually in, in front of an actual person. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, for for development in general, and especially like for, for bringing more visibility to chess, it's, it's really, 
it's really amazing. Yeah, I mean, certainly Chess also has, you know, plenty of work to do regarding sponsors. So, you know, I think the esports domain is a great way to, I mean, I've talked about this on the podcast before, but you see the kind of sponsors that Chess.com has attracted, let's say, aside from the, or like, you know, the Magnus Tour, let's say, aside from the crypto sponsors, yeah. which is aging a little poorly now. Um, <laughs> but then, you know, Fide is like Gazprom and some, you know, oil company in Kazakhstan. So, uh, yeah, I think like the sponsors that come from esports will will definitely benefit the game long term. Yeah, I mean the thing is, it's quite weird. I mean, uh, I I know that only very very strong players benefit from from sponsors, uh, but I mean the thing is, um, we we have a, a super good general image, I think, and. Um, I also think that the brands uh, could definitely benefit from from the image of a of a chess player, and so yeah, I mean I think that there 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 are some some uh, at least uh, some of us who who could make a very good uh, uh, figure for I mean yeah who could definitely. Uh, be used to 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 represent some brands. So yeah, I mean, uh, I'm seeing this as uh, potentially a win-win situation, <laughs> of course, for for the for the brands and as for the the chess player. But yeah, I'm 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 kind of I'm kind of saddened that there are not more not more of them and. Uh, that only the very very top notch players, which are very few, obviously, uh, they they are the only ones who who actually benefit from from sponsors. So yeah, hopefully well, this will change. <laughs> maybe you'll be like Magnus and get your own shoe from Puma. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> I'm hoping to be the first uh, chess podcaster to be sponsored by Nike. Oh own, yeah. Get my own signature shoe. I think I deserve it. <laughs> I mean, that would be great. <laughs> Listen, if if chess is a sport, then why can't chess podcasting be a sport? That's exactly. all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have some some idea here. We should definitely propose. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Nike. <laughs> Nike, if you're listening to this, you know, uh, you could you could email me. Yeah, actually, speaking of sponsors, uh, this podcast is sponsored by Chessable. Uh, so you guys can go to chessball.com slash 64 podcast. If you want to look at my favorite courses, a uh, bunch of good stuff over there. Always coming out with new great courses. I recently picked up a course on the Bogo Nimzo Indian. So you guys go check that out. If you are interested, I just, I have to do my, you know, my, yeah, sure. my ad read. Yeah. Got to get that money. Um, yeah. Big Magnus is paying for this podcast. So, you know, got to make sure. Um, what do you think about chessball actually? I think it's great. I mean, I, I have bought a lot of courses there and uh, yeah, um, it definitely creates a, a hole in my budget, but I mean, yeah, me it's, too. <laughs> it's honestly great, yeah. uh, especially when, I mean, because uh, I find it way more um, interesting to actually buy the videos. So like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's not... <laughs> not super uh definitely not super cheap yeah <laughs> yeah i don't actually normally get the videos but i've 
came to regret it. I mean, it's, you know, it's obviously like a lot more expensive than the normal course, but I yeah. got uh, Maurice Ashley's course on chess geometry. I got the video for that. And he adds like a bunch of positions that aren't actually in the course mm -hmm. or like, yeah, it's, it, and also just like hearing Maurice talk about chess for an hour is just, uh, and then there's like 10, basically 10 hours of video. I mean, that's just like a, a real treat. So that's definitely something I will uh, consider in the future. But I, I, I do tend to buy a lot of chessable courses um, and, uh, you know, not finish half of them. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, wow, this, uh, yeah, I can't wait to learn the Sicilian Dragon. And then, like, you know, I bought that in 2021 and never looked at it ever again. <laughs> yeah. I also, you know, there's this, uh, there's a thing that, you know, there's some study that came out that said, like, uh, oh, the pandemic wasn't that bad like met people's mental health didn't really suffer p i think it was like widely criticized all i will say is that i i bought a my first chessable course i bought was a scandinavian course by john bartholomew and i actually was like unironically playing and enjoying the scandinavian during the pandemic so like i think that tells you everything you need to know about where my mental state was <laughs> yeah <laughs> no but that honestly like chessable i mean i i've been using them uh, really for 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 game preparation uh, mostly and yeah i mean it's just super good super good to to be able to learn new openings so easily yeah i guess on that note i let's actually talk a little bit about your term and aspirations yourself like what are some of your goals this year i know you're playing this i am invitational but like do you have have you set any goals or is it just kind of like playing chess for the enjoyment right now or like what like i guess like what, what's your approach to chess right now no, I mean, uh, I've, I've actually, I've got some pretty, pretty high goals, one would say. Uh, well, first of all, I really have to, to get back all the, the, all the rating I lost. And then, um, yeah, I would really like to, to achieve the, the IM title because I already got uh, one norm. And obviously, I mean, I think I can actually do it. Because I mean I've already done it, so <laughs> why why not? But uh, yeah, the, it's it's like super difficult. Um, also, especially I mean when when you when you you're on your own and like um, I mean obviously like the, the the money is basically the the source of every every problem, right? But the thing is, uh, I mean, to, to get to tournaments, you have to actually invest a lot of money. And also, I mean, chess coaches, obviously, they're, they're, they're not cheap. And I mean, yeah, just uh, everything, I think it, it, it everything revolves around, around that. And so the thing is also like, um, if you do if you do everything yourself, I mean that's still very much possible, but uh, it's gonna be it's gonna take ages. Uh, while if you actually uh, do it with a coach and someone who is actually supportive and will uh, make you accountable, uh, I think it will yeah just uh, your your level will skyrocket in in no time. But yeah, the thing is, I mean, obviously, I'm trying to 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 balance all that. It's not it's not that easy. No, not at all. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I can't even balance. You know, I'm like some club player, and I can't find the time to balance all my chess goals and stuff like that. So, 
all the all the more so i imagine um but do you have any you know beyond new york do you have any other tournament plans do you have anything kind of on your chess calendar or is it just uh you know just take it as you see it yeah no i mean uh after right after new york i'm playing another open in in france and then and then from from may on it's gonna be super full because that's uh, where that's when all the all the serious uh, competitions are starting. There is the uh, female French league. There is the French league uh, in general. Um, also, there is I mean everything. Everything is basically happening from happening from May onwards. So it's gonna be super full, definitely. Also, there is the the French Championship in uh, in August that is super important as well. I I I was I was third two times in a, in a row. So I mean I'm actually hoping to to get a, a better spot this time. And yeah, I mean it's just. For the moment, I can say I'm I'm kind of breathing, but I mean, after yeah, I, I'm going. I, if I if I barely spend like two weeks at home, uh, 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 within a period of like two months, it's already gonna be <laughs> super cool. Well, I, I got good news for you because you know basically everybody who comes on this podcast ends up doing really well in their tournaments. So um, wow. yeah. <laughs> You know, not not to brag or anything, but uh, I have that effect on people, and it's because actually you take rating from me, so I oh. yeah that's how it works. So I go out there, I earn a bunch of rating, and then I basically I'm donating it on my podcast because I'm such a generous guy. You know? Yeah, I would actually I could use some elo right now, so yeah, thanks. I got plenty. I got plenty to give. I'm bleeding elo right now, so you know that's uh, <laughs> feeling generous. Uh, you know, obviously gained a ton of rating uh, recently, and now you've lost about 100 rating points since the Olympiad. How do you like deal with that sort of, you know, huge up and down? Um, I guess like, you know, it's not super stable in terms of progress, but like, how do you actually deal with that mentally? Like, how, like when it comes to like approaching a tournament? Uh, the thing is, I'm a total wreck. <laughs> like emotionally and mentally, I, I suck. <laughs> like, really, <laughs> I'm I'm very bad. Like uh, the thing is, usually when when I mean this actually happened to me like uh, at at my last tournament, when I when I lose a winning game, uh, usually I lose a second winning game uh, right after. So like it's never just one loss. Usually it's two or three until I actually recover. But yeah, the thing is, um, I, I'm I'm trying to to work on that, uh, reading some personal development stuff and and whatnot. But yeah, I mean, it's it's honestly it's very difficult. Also knowing that sometimes I mean I, I don't I don't even think I play that bad. It's just like the results won't be coming, and it's so frustrating. And also, like the thing is, uh, recently I, I, I've worked I worked a lot on on, on chess because I've been like super super serious about New York and stuff. And so I played two games in in uh, foreign TL last weekend. And yeah, I mean I did two draws uh, against uh, two lower rated players, and I played like two six hour games, like literally two six hour games. And yeah, I mean, it's just like 
it's just super frustrating because honestly, um, yeah, it feels like, um, you know, th there is this, uh, this thing that about like whether it's deserved or not, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I feel it's kind of unfair sometimes. Is chess fun? <laughs> <laughs> I came out so bluntly. <laughs> it's just, uh, it's, it's hard for me. It's, it's been a hard thing for me to reckon with, you know? Yeah, uh, I guess, I guess, uh, um, I guess I really enjoy, uh, like, um, I don't know if I actually enjoy more the fact of like actually meeting new people and getting to to new places than the actual fact of playing <laughs> but yeah i mean i i guess both of them are, are correlated and so um yeah um it's it's actually a, a good question uh <laughs> very philosophical stuff but uh, yeah probably <laughs> No, I think this is a conversation that we as chess players need to have because, um, I mean, sometimes on Twitter, I'll see people who are like lower rated. And they're like, wow, I just read like Capablanca's chess fundamentals for six hours. And I'm like, I can't even look at the Nimzo for like an hour and I get <laughs> sick, you know, like um, I, I like winning. I'll say that I love winning ch ch chess game, but I don't know. I think that's fun. But is chess itself fun? Like, I think it's actually, it's a pretty brutal game. Like, to play a game for six hours and for it to end in a, a draw. Or, like, yesterday I wanted to, like, literally wanted to throw my computer on the floor. Like, completely winning position. I, like, blunder two pieces and three moves. Like, I literally wanted to throw my computer on the floor. Like, I, I don't think that's uh, <laughs> enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, I mean, it's, it, you have to be probably mentally stable or at least more stable than than i actually am <laughs> but yeah i mean um i don't know it's it's a it's a pretty cool question i, I actually really like learning new new openings like really i think that's my thing like working working on new openings and uh when i also, when I have the, the, the impression that I actually found some kind of novelty while everyone already had their in their comps for like uh, four or five years. But the, the thing is, like, I, I, I feel like uh, Christopher Columbus uh, <laughs> discovery. <Yeah. laughs> and so, like, um, yeah, um, I, I think what's, what's the best part about it is clearly... Uh, clearly traveling and meeting new people and um actually i mean just is just is okay because like uh, um the also a thing that i that i've noticed is in general i have very little patience which is like <laughs> completely what a great skill for a chess player also yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the thing is actually um like during the during a chess game uh, since you're not disturbed by all those uh, all those apps, you know, and you're not actually like constantly like scrolling your your Instagram feed and stuff, well, I, I think that's that's the most uh, that's the most enjoying part about it because like 
there's like two or three or four hours that's that have passed by and you don't even realize it so yeah um i guess it's it can uh, cut you from from the from from time <laughs> yeah 100 percent of i think also yeah that's something i've i've also really come as i've gotten better at chess like you know, just going on like Lee Chess, opening up the opening explorer and just like making my own like garbage opening and playing it and, you know, getting a nice win. It's like, it's one of my, one of my favorite things. That's something I think more people should try actually. Don't be scared. Like, even if you're, you know, pretty new to the game, like, like explore, explore the opening explorer. It's one of the best resources on online yeah. and it's, yeah, it's so enjoyable. Also, like when you could play your garbage in like a real over the board game, like I have, um, that's like really special. <laughs> And win with it too. That's like really special that you feel like, yeah. wow, I'm like a professional almost. Totally. Yeah. Um, I guess the last question I'll ask you, you know, talk about chess being fun or not fun. That's a debate for another time. But um, do you have any advice that you would like to impart onto, you know, people who are getting into chess or maybe, you know, maybe female players who are getting into the game now? Do you have any, any advice you'd like to share on the podcast? Yeah, definitely. I think um the the most important thing i mean um usually it's kind of weird because we are we are seen a bit as elitist pricks i guess uh, because like i mean even in, in general during tournaments for example i i would not really hang around with like uh people who don't actually have my level which is i mean which is kind of weird but um, but yeah, the, the thing is uh, to if you if you pick up chess, uh, first of all, there is absolutely no 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 age uh, not to actually enjoy it. And also, like um, the the second thing would be um, yeah, I mean, if you if you're willing to put the effort in. Uh, I think at the end everything, uh, everything works out eventually. But yeah, uh, the thing is, uh, it's I mean, chess is like everything. If you're if you're just willing to put in the work, then um, eventually it's gonna come. Even though it can be super frustrating, <laughs> and I know what I'm talking about. But yeah. Uh, just have to to have a kind of a positive attitude, I guess, in general, and not not give up. I mean, it's it sounds super cheesy, but it's true. <laughs> you only hung out with me on this podcast because you thought I was like a you know international master or something. So that's pretty cool. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till you find out how horrible I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, well, on that on that note, I want to thank you for coming on the podcast. I uh, really appreciate it. And uh, I want to also apologize for, uh, you know, uh, not figuring this out this summer. But I'm glad we got to do this. Um, and, uh, yeah, I hope I have you back on. And uh, until then, guys, thanks for listening to this episode of 64 Chess Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at 64 Podcast. You can find Andrea on Twitter at Andy underscore Rect underscore Chess. Yeah, thanks for Chessable as always for sponsoring the podcast. Really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I'll see you guys for the uh, 64th episode special very, very, very soon. So take it easy and uh, stay tuned for great things to come. Adios.